Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Reading My Writings podcast, where we explore the imagination of a younger me. My name is McKay Nielsen. And I'm Jordan Hansen. And we are robots. Beep, boop, beep. Plug me in. I need charge. What? <laughs> um, fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> We're not robots. We just teased you. We're joke. We're kidding. Did, were you fooled? Did our, were you fooled? Did our great impressions really get you? Hey, sillies. Anyway, welcome once again. We're on episode four. Um, we're going to read The Confession of Trudy Davis. Guess what? We're not. That'll be an some other time. An, some other time, an unearthed episode. We weren't. I wasn't liking the vibe of it. I wasn't picking up what he was putting down. Exactly. And that's not how we play Jenga in this house. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a, a wacky game of Jenga. Yeah, Jenga Unchained. Jenga Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's when you play Jenga with extreme rules. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Anyway, I decided to skip to what I was going to do for episode five, because I know this one's a real winner, and I'm actually excited about it. So yeah, hope everyone's doing well. Thank you for the, the feedback. Um, we're glad you've been enjoying things. Again, let us know if there's anything we can improve on or you know just um, send us a little tweet or a message somewhere oh no oh no we've been playing a lot of luigi's mansion we've been playing a lot of luigi's mansion 3 so my luigi impressions have been on point Mm -hmm. oh no that's really good mario that's really good my vacuum My vacuum cleaner. It's very good. Um, <laughs> it's a really fun game. Uh, it's co-op, so you can play with a husband if you have yeah. a husband if you have one. I play as a, a goo guy, and, and his name is Gooigi, and he's adorable. Yeah, he's a goo version of Luigi. <laughs> um, all right, so this is uh, episode four. Um, th- we're gonna read something I haven't hinted at. Um, it is called the London People. Oh, and. Just based off that title, it's very yeah. weird. I mean, everything you tell me always gives me horror vibes, so this uh, is just one vibes. more thing. Yeah. I don't know about horror vibes, but um, let's take a look at the cover here. We'll post a picture, of course, on our socials. We'll share those with you at the end here. Um, so here's the cover to give you... Okay. I'm seeing Purple Rain. That's kind of beautiful. Uh, <laughs> clan? Clan? It, um, there's a lady, it says clean. Clean, oh. And she, ha- it looks like she has a bunch of, like, soaps and, and does she cleaning ha- detergents. Does she have soap-based powers? I don't think she has pa- powers of any sort. I think this one is very reality-based. Ooh. But, uh... A real change of pace for the podcast. Yeah, this one seems more based in real... I guess it takes place in London... Oh, a, a city McKay knows so much about from all of his travels. Uh, based off the cover, which you can view on the socials, it almost looks like I wanted to make, like, it looks like a bridge. So is this like the London people of, is, am I basing a story off of London bridges falling down? I do believe you are. <laughs> uh, that is wild. That is a good, it's a good start for London-based knowledge. London bridges falling down. I guess we'll find out. Okay, um, on the cover as well, at the top, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a $3.25. Oh, you're ready to sell this right out. Yeah, I, re- I remember this. 
this seems like it, it was happening like fourth, fifth grade. I did the three dollar, three, the dollar sign, 25 cent sign. I didn't do 3.25. It was really weird. I mean, yeah, it's an excuse to use the cent sign because you don't really use the cent sign all that much. Exactly. And I guess I just wanted to use it. Eh, makes sense. Um, but what I would do at this age is I was very money. I was very, uh, focused on money and selling things and earning things. That and doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Thank you. I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure one of my first words was money. <laughs> and mine was fries. That says so much about who we are. I know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, let us know what your first word was if you want. Um, so yeah, something I remember doing as a kid is I would have this little suitcase and I'd have my wares in it, whatever I was selling at the time. Khajiit have wares if you have coin. Skyrim joke. You don't. It's okay. Don't play Skyrim. <laughs> um, so I would, I would go around the neighborhood wheeling around my little blue and red suitcase. I had a little business card that said just like McKay B. Nielsen. Okay. And I would sell anything I could find. I don't even remember. So I don't know if this is one of those things. Whatever the case, I wrote it and I meant to mass produce and sell it. It's a good plan. Is it worth $3.25? I guess we're going to find out. You decide. How much do you think it's worth? <laughs> don't put a price on it. Um, you can't put a price on this. This is memories. All right. Well, let us get into episode four. The London People. Let's do it. Author, MBN. Illustrator, MBN. Ooh. My initials. Getting into acronyms now. Dedicated to my friends, and I list their names, and my family. All right, so that was the dedication page. Chapter one, emergency. Once in London, there were three kids they didn't have a dad or mom. One day, the three kids went down for breakfast one morning. They had eggs and toast. Ooh, some more breakfast theming, I can feel. More breakfast, picking it back up from last episode. Uh, the, their names were Beatrice and Roger and Tony. I just can't imagine a child <laughs> named Tony. Tony's such an adult name. Tony's such an older name, too. Yeah. I don't know a single <laughs> child named Tony. I mean, Beatrice isn't very... Uh, modern either I feel like she'd go by b maybe kind of cute that's that would be cute yeah i can name a kid named beatrice so yeah that's kind of cute and so let's hear the description let's hear a description of these people tony was the smallest kid in the family of course he is and beatrice was the first biggest one <laughs> that's one way to put it that's one way to phrase it right beatrice so, the, I, so it, she is the Old first child and also the biggest child. Yeah, because I didn't. I guess I didn't understand that those two correlated. Like you'll be a bigger, like ch younger children are smaller, bigger children are bigger. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, um, is Klaus taller than Violet? In uh, series of I think so. So there you go, because he's. The, I think that's this is inspiration from that because there's three kids. Three. <laughs> I was feeling. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I was definitely getting Voldemort vibes. Yeah, they're, let's see if they're as clever and as uh, intuitive as the Baudelaire's. And avoid copyright. So Beatrice was the first biggest one, and Roger was second biggest. <laughs> Very good. So it looks like 
uh, Beatrice, oldest, Roger, then little Tony, right? Little Tony. I hope he has, like, a big a New York accent. I mean, they're in London, so maybe London accent. Oh, oh no. I'm excited. I'm not gonna have to do them. Oh, God. All right. Oh, no. <clears throat> okay, get ready. After breakfast, they went to the store to buy some food. When they sat inside, they went to the manager to tell him where the bread was. <laughs> I think I've met something else, but I just loved the idea of these three children, like, going up to the manager... Your bread's over there. <laughs> hey, you. Hey, hello, your bread's... Oh, I can't. Like, uh, they just... I think what they meant is, where's the bread? Asked where the bread is. Okay. I think they meant to ask where the bread is, not tell the manager what he already knows. After they got the bread, they paid the money to the manager and then left. When they got out of the store, they saw a red, fiery thing on their house. <gasps> what is it? What do you think it might be? A red fiery thing on their house. A red fiery thing? Uh, a fire deet? <laughs> a fire deet. That's my guess. I'm going with it. Our house is on fire! Oh, this is... Screamed Beatrice. So I guess the fiery thing on their house was fire. <laughs> How would you describe that fire? Pretty fiery. I spelled it fire, I-E. Fire, I-E. That's pretty close. That was a good attempt. It's almost fieri. Yeah, it's like F Guy Fieri. Is that Guy Fieri on our house? <laughs> what is he doing here? What? Here to burst some flavor. <laughs> I hope you're ready for this. I'm ready. I'm super ready. Our house is on fire, screamed Beatrice. Hurry, we must find a telephone to call the fire department. Smart. They looked for a phone, but there was no phone to be found. Oh, no. <laughs> Then Tony said, How about we buy a phone? Oh! <laughs> You're a genius! No, he's not a genius! <laughs> You're a genius, said Beatrice and Roger. Borrow one! Ask! Ask it! And by the time you buy a phone, the fire's gonna assume your house, young child! <laughs> I like... I think I was thinking smart back then. Um, I was trying to play, like, how do these children problem solve? That's how they do it. With money! Money can solve anything. Oh, my gosh. They looked for a phone, but there was no phone to be found. And Tony said, how about we buy a phone? You're a genius, said Beatrice and Roger. Roger headed for the phone shop right away. The phone shop. It took 25 minutes to get the phone. <laughs> Very specific. Your house is gone. 25 <laughs> minutes? Just oh. go to the fire department. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know what they were thinking. They wanted to call the fire department, they didn't have a phone, decided to go to the phone shop. Right, okay. Let's see, let's see how this works out for them. It took 25 minutes to get the phone. Beatrice grabbed the phone and dialed 911. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask the phone shop to call 911. <laughs> They've got plenty. When the firemen got there, they went in the house to get the knot on fire. <laughs> Is that how you how you said like put out the fire to make it not fire to get the knot on fire? <laughs> Did you spell it K N O T or to get to get it not on fire to get the get, knot to get it? Okay, they went into the house to get the fire to <laughs> to get it not the fire to unfire it to, to unfire did a thunder to defire to defire it. it. There we go. Yeah, it was so damaged that it was burnt to sawdust. Maybe if you wouldn't have taken 25 minutes to get a phone, it would have been fine. But also, the 
it was burned to sawdust. I don't think I understood what sawdust was. Mm, I don't think you was. I thought you. I think you just saw it and like that's a house. I it was it was the dust or like powdery form of wood. So I think yeah. I assumed it's just house crumbs. That's all they are. <laughs> house crumbs. Yeah. Oh man, the three kids cried and cried. They could barely eat lunch. Oh. <laughs> Barely. I think, think you've got bigger problems to worry about at this point. No. Lunch is the biggest problem. <laughs> they went to the park to cheer Tony up and to cheer them up. <laughs> yeah, they are all sad. <laughs> but they just still cried and cried about their house getting burned up. Understandable. Then Tony went to the bridge to feed the ducks the bread they got. Oh, yeah. Because they got it bread. Back. Bringing it Here's back. what bread looks like, apparently. That's cheese. <laughs> That's the end of chapter one. Mm. All right, so chapter two, Beatrice solves the problem. Of the burnt down house? I, I guess. That's the only problem we've been faced with so far. Go to the house store to <laughs> buy a house. <laughs> Go to the house store buy a new house. Just get a new one. We'll buy a reverse machine. <laughs> oh. So, something about Beatrice, she's always drawn with a little dress, and on the dress there's like a little apron. On the apron, it, the word clean. Okay. So, I, I feel like I it was part of me, like my little kid self, like, because I was a germaphobe, so maybe I was putting a little bit of myself into Beatrice with uh, being a, a complete stickler for cleanliness. Hmm. After they went to the park, they went to a restaurant called Monty's Raviolis. <laughs> that was really good pronunciation. They went to a place called Monty's Raviolis for dinner. When they got there, they went to a table for their dinner. <laughs> As opposed to... How can, I, how can I help you? Said a tall, skinny man. I would like some raviolis, said Beatrice and Roger. <laughs> really getting the namesake. That's what they're this famous is, for. This is so simple. I love it. It's so simple and dumb. Oh, it's beautiful. This is how they're solving their problems. They lost their house. They need ravioli. I don't see the fault in the logic there. That's true. <laughs> We're not filled up on bread. <laughs> um, so the, Beatrice and Roger want some raviolis. What does Tony want? Yeah, well, let's see. And you, little one? Oh, Tony, well, he will have some spaghetti, said Roger. Okay. So, ordering for him. Your dinner will be with you in just a little bit. Thank you, they said. Here you are, gals and boys. <laughs> Beatrice with the raviolis, and Roger, too, with the raviolis, and Tony with the... He stopped right when Beatrice interrupted him. Oh no, what happened to the spaghetti? It's Tony. Oh, I'm sorry for that, Tony. Wait, I guess is... he'd forgotten his name. Oh. So he was like, Ra your ravioli's for you, Beatrice, ravioli's for you, Roger, and... I've never had a waiter know my name <laughs> or ask... Did he ask their names at some point? No, I don't How think does he so. just know... Oh, I'm suspicious. He's Count Olaf. Or yeah, whatever the knockoff type character. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry for that, Tony. After they were done, the guy came back again to ask if they wanted dessert. <laughs> no, thank you, Beatrice and Roger said. 
When they got out, they went to the park, but then Beatrice saw three mushrooms that were as big as a house. Is this the solution? Oh my god. Is mushrooms as big as a house the solution? It's such a specific size to mention. It's free real estate. And then she showed Roger and Tony the three mushrooms, and then said, let's make the three mushrooms our home. <laughs> let's make the three mushrooms our home. Wait, they were three individually sized houses. So they're going to have three houses, a house per person now? Yeah. They're all going li- to... It'll be like the freaking... Uh, the three pigs. Good luck, Tony. Living in mushrooms, though. Tony, you're on your own. So that was her... That was the solution, apparently. Good solution. Chapter three, working hard. Oh, hardly working, am I right? <laughs> uh, the next morning, Beatrice, Roger, and Tony went to their mushrooms to work hard on making it their house. Aww. That's cute. Okay, let's get started with our houses, said Roger. Let's start with Tony's house, and then Beatrice's, and then mine. Okay, start with the little guy. So we're helping them out first. They're all helping. Okay, let's go! They worked and worked on Tony's house with hammers, with nails, and after a few minutes, they took a drink of... Water. (laughs) Sorry, I had to turn the page to find out what they were drinking. The suspense was killing me. What could they be drinking? Mushroom juice? Mm, That would have been smart. We'll use all the parts like a buffalo. Yeah, I mean, you're already putting nails into this mushroom. There's got to be some juice coming out of that. (laughs) Getting that mushroom juice. After they were done with Tony's house, what do you suppose they did next? Ooh, uh, they work on Beatrice's house. They started with Beatrice's house. Oh, how did I know? (laughs) You've got a knack for uh, prediction. They worked and worked on Beatrice's house really hard. I'm pooped, said Tony. Oh, okay, that's good we made it first, or you couldn't rest. Smart. Said Beatrice and Roger. Beatrice and Roger talk together like they they declare the same thing. They are the hive mind. They are one. <laughs> I mean, do you notice that they didn't build, like, they made a house for Tony and a house for Beatrice. Ah, uh, they haven't made they, one for Roger yet. Well, because they got tired. They got pooped. Or Beatrice and Roger are the same person. That's my theory about this book. They're the same. They're one. Mm, and the spare mushroom could be used for other things. Maybe mushroom furniture, perhaps. Aw, Animal Crossing vibes. When they finished Beatrice's house... Okay, so Tony went to his to rest. Beatrice and Roger continuing. How young is Tony? Tony acts a lot He's like... He's the youngest. How young? Because... Do we specify ages? Because for all we know, this is like a 35-year-old, a 26-year-old, and a 22-year-old. Um, in all the drawings, Tony is depicted to carry a blanket and a teddy bear. Okay. So... And he doesn't order for himself. So he's fair... I would but say he can he's talk in full six. sentences. Yes. Okay. Just clarifying. All right. <clears throat> when they finished Beatrice's house, they started on Roger's house. Oh, there we go. By the time they finished Roger's house, it was barely midnight. Just barely. Just barely. Then they went to sleep in their new homes. Good night, said Tony. Good no. night, said Beatrice. How close are their houses? Good night, said Roger. They're all side by side. So it's not that, it's yelling it. It's good night! Good night! 
Hey! They're they're yelling it out of their mushroom windows, I assume. <laughs> and it looks like they live next right next to the mart. In the where park. they brought the bed. And the bridge. Just out in the open. As one does. They're safe. So this is where it gets a little weird. Oh, this is where it gets weird. <laughs> Not the mushroom houses. This is where it gets weird. Well, because it looks like pages might be missing or something. Because that was chapter three. Okay. Well, let's do a fill in the blank type thing. Because then it says, when they got there, they got lots of food for their new homes and left. And they got where? I don't know. Probably the Mart. They've only gone to three different places. <laughs> let's assume that they only go to those three places. Uh, yeah, and not to mention, this doesn't seem very, like, doesn't really contribute much. When they got there, they got lots of food for their new homes and left. When they got home, they put the food in the fridge. After they had lunch, they had rice and corn. What, what kind of... <laughs> okay. This was my concept as a child, like, rice and corn. That's what they eat in London. They eat <laughs> rice and corn. You know. This is delicious. This is delicious. Is how it's spelled, said Beatrice and Tony. Oh, switching it up. Okay. That 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 proves your theory wrong a bit. That's right. And then it looks like things had planned to go a lot differently with chapter four, the big competition. Wait, the other one wasn't chapter four? Is this different? Th- that was chapter three, working hard. Oh, okay. Then chapter four is where we're dwindling off here. The big competition. One day the three kids woke up in the morning. Hey, Beatrice. Hey, Beatrice, said Tony. What? Beatrice said. That was a good idea about the mushrooms for a home. was a pretty good idea. That was nothing, said Beatrice. It really wasn't. She literally just stumbled into a park and like, these things look great. That's going to be a home. They had to build homes from mushroom scratch. (laughs) They had to put little doors in those. Put nails in those mushrooms. Put, (laughs) Put fridges, apparently, in those mushrooms. And that's the end. That's all I wrote. Hmm. So you did say the mushrooms were house shaped. They were house shaped. That's true. They just they didn't do anything. They didn't really do much. They just walked in and like these are ours now. So what did we think of that one? That one was weird. It was pretty wacky. Uh, I, 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 would, I would have liked to known what the big competition was going to be. But, I uh, totally forgot. Yeah, that's what don't... chapter four was titled. So what do we think it was? Maybe a mushroom off. Yeah, I feel like Italian there would have been these. Food off. I feel like there would have been these many childlike problems solved with, with these weird faux de ex machina things like going to a phone store we need to do a, a boat race oh look at those giant bananas we can make canoes <laughs> very we fanciful. can hollow the banana f- meat out <laughs> take 30 minutes take <laughs> it's okay if the, we're, the race is already finished we'll have our <sighs> banana boats but like what what little what good sports they their parents are dead or or no, not specifically dead. They just don't have them, is what it said. Oh, was that gonna be in future chapters? Well, I, I'm just friends. saying, like, we can't say they're dead, but it said they had no mom and dad, so maybe they're test. I feel like that's test more. Tube. Yeah, I feel like that's more <laughs> final than they're dead. They they have none. Yeah, They've, they don't exist. Apparently, they were just spawned into creation. Yeah, I guess. Um, so there's actually there's another page included, like it must have been in the same notebook. Uh huh. It was very lightly written. Like, I don't know if it transferred from the page over, but uh, I was able to decipher what it said, and it's weird. Okay. It has nothing to do with the London people. I'm bracing myself. This is just another thing that was included in the notebook. Here we go. 
Oh, Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch, jingle all the way. It tastes like peanut butter as you crunch your dreams away. Hey, jingle crunch, jingle crunch. It tastes so good. You want it to stay. Wait, the friends? <laughs> yes, I don't know what I was writing. Oh, that's but so I festive. Ab- I'm in the spirit. You've got me in the spirit. I must have been eating that, you know, the peanut butter cr- oh, yeah. crunch. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I just liked it, and it's I really wanted yummy. to make a song. Oh, real inspired. Oh, and, so... and may I say, also breakfast related. There's a lot of breakfast. You love breakfast. We should have just called this the breakfast podcast. The breakfast uh, the Reading breakfast my arc. breakfast. Or the breakfast arc. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was the London people. That was weird. Uh, I don't know if if it had to take place in London. I don't know if mushrooms grow to that size anywhere in the world. I haven't been to London, so I can't conclusively say mushrooms don't grow that big there. That's true, but I like the uh, we have a female character. Oh yeah, she's Str- a girl. strong female character. Um, and. Uh, I was honestly imagining Tony just as Sunny the whole time. Yeah, I think that was, Tony is like Sunny Baudelaire from Serious Unfortunate Events. Beatrice was supposed to be Violet. Violet, but uh, at least I took it. Like, it, I'm glad my little kid self like took inspiration from something I enjoyed and did something completely wacky different with it. Right, like a lot of the same concepts and maybe like structures, but cute. That's super cute. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this. Um, uh, be sure to follow us on all of our socials. We're Read Write Pod on Twitter and Reading My Writings on Instagram and Facebook. Um, share this with a friend if you know anyone who's interested in some wacky stories. Um, we'll post. We post weekly, and we're gonna keep going. Yeah, we're gonna keep going, whether I like it or not. Um, I don't know what next episode is going to be. There's been quite a bit of shifting around. Um, still getting used to the hang, you know, getting to the swing of things. Um, and like, we just want to put the quality content out there. So, uh, thank you for your support. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Well, I am McKay Nielsen. I'm Jordan Hansen. Be happy and stay creative. Thank you. Bye. Bye.